bring you the business of recovery because those struggling with addiction need you to be here tomorrow as well as today. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us here on the Recovery Executive Podcast. I'm your host Nick Jaworski. Uh, The Recovery Executive Podcast is brought to you by Circle Social Inc. Experts in addiction treatment and behavioral health, uh, strategic marketing and growth. If you need help around business operations, how to drive admissions, really just how to strategically grow your center in these difficult times, you can check them out at www.circlesocialinc.com. Today, we are speaking with Stu Goffman. Uh, Excited to have him on the show for a lot of reasons. He's doing something very creative and unique. He used to be a center owner, um, sold his treatment center last year, but now he is running a TV series called Addiction Unplugged. And so we'll be talking with him today about what made him make that shift and then all the value around, you know, why it would be useful to be more involved in TV, what his goals are from a perspective of reducing stigma. Um, That was one of the original things that attracted me to Stu was the fact that he was looking at the show as a way to really reduce stigma in the, not in the field, but, you know, among the general populace by doing... uh, a large TV show that's going to be on a major network. So we'll hear about that. And then we really get into kind of the weeds a little bit about branding and marketing uh, because he's had so much experience running his own center. And then he's been at all these centers across the country. He's seen what works, what doesn't work. Uh, so that's very interesting kind of perspective to talk about in all those levels. So with that, let's get into the interview. Hey, Stu, so great to have you on the show today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I am um, the uh, creator and um, executive producer of Addiction Unplugged, a upcoming uh, series on addiction and recovery. And, you know, you've also been a center owner at one point, is that correct? Yes, uh, I, I owned a center in uh, Fort Lauderdale. For about uh, five years, we had uh, PHP, IOP, and OP, and we ran a transitional uh, housing also. So what made you make the shift from you know owning a center to suddenly producing a TV series about addiction? You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I came uh, from uh, businesses not with um, addiction, so I had absolutely no uh, previously uh, – a previous uh, 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 experience in addiction and recovery. One, one of my uh, good friends died, and I didn't really understand uh, addiction or recovery. And once I researched it and, you know, did a lot of uh, due diligence, I opened up a uh, treatment center uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, you know, I, I ran it for like five years, and I learned a lot. And a lot of things that I learned, if the, I guess the general population knew, then maybe they would be more empathetic and actually give, uh, you know, people in recovery a second chance. So, you know, I, I had a, uh, a vision of, you know, doing a you know, TV show and uh, I made it uh, happen. Wow. So one of the things that, you know, I really wanted to kind of, 
bring up and talk to you on. I remember when we last had coffee, you mentioned that a big goal of yours was, you know, stigma and reducing the stigma, which I you know thought was so important. So how do you see the show doing that? You know, what, and again, I was from outside of the addiction and recovery space. So when I got into it, that was the common theme, you know, whether it's the parents or the addicts or people that I've known in the uh, industry, everybody is talking about the stigma. And, uh, you know, the, the whole goal of the uh, TV show is to humanize addiction and recovery and make it a little bit more relatable. So people outside of this uh, world will, um, you know, would understand it and understand that uh, it can happen to every everybody and whether it's rich, poor, black, white, you know, uh, male, female, no matter what age, it, it can happen to you or someone that you love. So, you know, that is the goal to make it, you know, humanize it and put a face behind uh, addiction and recovery. Oh, that's great. So one of the really interesting things then that you're doing with this show, you're kind of... I guess, taking each episode as a unique approach to a different center, but then specifically you're looking for, you know, unique demographics in those centers. Is that right? Yeah. So what, what we do is uh, our um, pre-production uh, team, you know, we deci- decided what, um, you know, the topic should be. You know, we did uh, first responders, um, military and veterans, and then we, uh, partner with a treatment center that uh, focuses on those uh, topics. So that uh, opens up th- their, uh, you know, gives us access to the the specialists and the alumni and everything that we need to, to make a uh, compelling um, uh, episode. Okay, very cool. And so you guys are finishing up the first season kind of about now, and then you're, you know, you're looking to continue it second and third season. So a cool opportunity for listeners, I know, and, you know, we'll get your contact information and everything at the end of the show. But if other centers are, you know, looking to kind of work on this kind of partnership, you're, you're also looking to talk to more, more centers, you know, with different um, demographics to speak to. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, you know, when when I uh, ran a treatment center, you know, I, I didn't understand the, the business that well when I went into it. And uh, now I know because I deal with uh, treatment centers and owners and marketing people every day, um, you know, especially in this, you know, ultra competitive market right now, you need, you know, something to, uh, you know, to uh, differentiate yourself whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a plan, or, you know, a, um, a uh, demographic that you are going for or a specialty, you really need something. You know, w- when we were doing it, when we were marketing ourselves, you know, we would always say, you know, uh, you know we have a, a loving, caring staff. We have uh, low um, clients to uh, professionals. You know that's great, but when it's really, really com- uh, competitive, as is as is it uh, right now, you really need to uh, you know set yourself apart. And with a specialty, 
um, you know, that is really what, what we need. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we tell clients all the time that you actually have to niche down now, which is scary for people. They feel like they're cutting out their market, but that's not the reality. If you go in deep and you build expertise, you become known in the space. And it's not just the marketing aspect, right? It's also the clinical aspect. If there's a certain demographic that you're working with, you develop a high level of clinical expertise for that group of people. And so it becomes better all around. More people are aware of you, you serve them better, which makes them refer to you more, you know, and it's just a virtuous cycle of, of good treatment. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, in the end, this is a outcome-based uh, business. So if you, you know, focus and specialize, just like you said, in one niche and get really good and really good at treating their specific needs and wants and you know people will you know it's not overnight and it's not going to be in three weeks but if you if you have a proving a track record track record and you can um you know serve that population people will uh refer to you and you know, and then that is really had to uh, build a long-term business. Right. So you mentioned first responders. What were some of the other kind of unique demographics that you focused on for different episodes? You know, we, we did um, pregnant and addicted. We, we um, partnered with the uh, retreat in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, you know, they, they, you know, there's not a lot of people that take in, pregnant, um, you know, clients and they have a, you know, doctor specifically for, uh, the pregnancy on staff. So, um, we did music and recovery in Austin with recovery unplugged the, and they're, they are doing everything right. You know, they, they really, they, they are really uh, on point with, uh, marketing. Uh, we did, um, military and veterans with, uh, Riverside, in uh, Tampa, uh, we did athletes and addiction with uh, Jason Williams at Rebound. You know, the, and you know they have like really a, a unique, uh, you know, program with adventure therapy. And um, it, I mean, it's really successful. Um, we we did um, the, the gay population and uh, addiction with um, a uh, IOP and OP in, um, Connecticut wildwood farm. And it's, you know, again, this is a niche and they're really successful. And, you know, um, you know, we, we interviewed a transsexual woman and again, that, that is really specific and very niche oriented. And this woman, you know, needed, uh, specific, specific and so you go go somewhere you know someone one you know you know you know on an everyday basis yeah you're you know i think you're exactly highlighting why there's such a value in serving you know these particular demographics because like you said it helps with the marketing but it also helps very much with the clinical approach and you know also from a business perspective the reality is that some of these unique focuses have higher proportions of people, you know, like the LGBT community compared to the, you know, rest of the populace has a 10% higher rate of addiction. And so there's more people struggling 
you know, which is also, so you can help more people, but it also helps your center census, you know, so there's kind of win-wins in there for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us anything specific that, you know, what I love about you and why, partly why I want to have you on the show is you're doing this great work around stigma, but you're also in all these centers and you're seeing all these different approaches and you've got the background from owning your own center. So, you know, aside from obviously niching down, what specifically are you seeing in these centers that's, you know, really working for them that maybe other center owners want, might want to think about? Okay. And just so you know, I, I sold my center a year ago, so th- there's no, you know, conflict of uh, interest. Um, you know, when, when I go to these centers, you know, and, you know, I, I speak to many, many centers all over the, the country and, you know, engagement, if everybody is rowing in the same direction, and it's pretty easy to see when, when you, you meet with them and go to the, uh, the, the center. Um, you know, you, you just get a feeling whether it's everybody's engaged and everybody is um, doing everything for the, the best interests of the clients or they're, you know, battling. But in the end, you know, I, I've been to, you know, great centers with that, that really are trying to uh, help a lot of people get better. And, you know, and, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of people in recovery in this industry. And I, I, I'm really, you know, proud to be in this industry. You know, th- you know, this industry is getting um, bashed. Um, and, and some, you know, some people are doing the wrong thing. But there's a lot of people doing great things and very uh, selfless and they really, really care. And, um, you know, it's very obvious when you when you see people and you, you interview some uh, clients or um, alumni, it's very obvious which, which are the people or which are the centers that are really, uh, you know, that are really uh, great and doing great things. Yeah. And I think that's important to understand, you know, from an ownership perspective is you can feel it, right? When you walk into a good center, you feel it, you know it, there's community involvement, there's alumni engagement, staff are on point, you know, and that's where you build a successful enterprise over time because you build such a positive vibe in your community, among staff, among alumni, that they keep bringing more people into your center. You know, we, we, I went to um, a center and the, you know, the, the owner lives, you know, five uh, states away. And he, he thinks that you, he, he can uh, operate it, you know, from his computer five states away. And it, it shows, you know, it, it shows. And, you know, going back to recovery unplugged and we were we have the same you know unplugged but we're not but we're not um uh related at all um everybody wears their their t-shirts and everybody is so you know on point and everybody wants to be uh you know it's a special um, circumstance and a, a special uh, center, and I, I really, I was really uh, blown away by their their uh, buy-in by everybody in the in the in the uh, on the staff. 
Yeah. I mean, they do really great work. You know, we had Barry on the show a couple episodes ago, so I'd encourage listeners to check that one out. Uh, you know, building, I think, with differentiation or musical differentiation. But, you know, that's a huge impression, having people all in the same shirt, having a uniform. You know, I walk into so many treatment centers and everyone's just walking around in like they're, I swear to God, sometimes they're pajamas. It's not, but, <laughs> you know, you got that impression. You, you Trust me, I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know, and and you know, and it's a little thing, but it makes you know. It, you're, everybody wants to be a part of a team, and when you when you have you know the, the same uniform, and you, you, it, it's just a, st- a subtle uh, difference, but I think, and when you go to uh, out in the community, and everybody sees you know, you know, the people with uh, the uniforms or, you know, the, the, the T-shirts on, you know, maybe it's a subtle difference, but it is a difference. Yeah, it has a huge impact, you know, and we even see it in the marketing campaigns that we run for clients. Like if you have a strong community presence or even a specific person on the team, maybe it's, maybe it's a business development rep that has a really strong community presence. But when you push out campaigns that have their picture on there, or have their content on there, they do far above and beyond. You'll get like five to six times the results than you will if you ran it with a center that doesn't have a community presence or with a staff member that doesn't have a community presence. You know, so you see the results very easily. You know, I always say get involved, <laughs> get involved. No, you know, and, and you know, and looking back, you know, I, I wish I knew uh, back then what I know right now. You know, we, we, we were um, we, we didn't at our center. We didn't get uh, really involved in the, in the, um, I guess in the community, and you know now looking back, I, I wish I could do that again. You know, when you obviously you know, social media, and digital uh, presence are the you know, blocking and tackling, of you know, uh, treatment center uh, marketing, but if you go and get into the, the um, communities and into your niche, you know, that will uh, A, get you referrals, but also give you great content for the social media and the uh, digital. And so it's, you know, one big circle, but if you don't have that uh, community outreach in in a uh, organized way, um, I I think it will uh, hurt you a little bit. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, we see it all the time with the clients that have it all together and the ones that don't, you know, and like you said, if you take the business development rep and they're in good communication with us or their marketing department or whoever, then you can tie that into the campaigns and it all works together. But what most centers do is everything is siloed and it doesn't work. And then not only that, but, you know, and, and I've learned this, you know, the hard way also, you know, this is, you know, if you're building a treatment center and you're, you're doing great things, you have to have a long-term uh, perspective and you, you do something and it didn't work for two weeks and you uh, cancel it, you're really not giving them, you know, you're not giving the, um, you know, the campaign enough uh, reputation to really, you know, see if it works and, uh you know, and I, I understand like right now, you know, the uh, insurance companies and the treatment centers are not, you know, on the same page. And uh, but you have to, you know, have a long term uh, perspective. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And it's scary to a lot of treatment center owners and directors out there. They want immediate returns, but that reality for, for, you know, a small, short period of time, it did work for lots of reasons with competition, high insurance reimbursement, all that kind of stuff. But now addiction treatment has moved to become a standard healthcare industry, you know, where you've got your lower margins and it's got to become a normal business where you do your long-term branding that builds decision-making that builds, you know, admissions, purchases, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think something that a lot of centers miss is the iterative process that's needed to be successful. And when you run a campaign and you don't get the results you want from it, you need to determine why, then you need to change it, tweak it a little bit, then push it back out there. We do a lot of stuff with like video content, for example, and we'll often go through, you know, anywhere from five to 10 revisions with a piece of video content until it really starts kind of hitting home runs. And so if you don't have that process in place, and that goes with anything, whether you're doing business development, you know, if you're trying to push stuff out on TV, you can't do a one-off. You have to say, okay, what worked? How can we make it better? Do it again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you also need to look in the mirror also. You know, when, you know, when we, you know, tried other uh, marketing uh, campaigns and you always blame Nick, because you're not bringing in enough, uh, you know, uh, calls or whatever. But in the end, you know, if you have great uh, people on the phone, you have to be, you know, great at everything, you know, on the list. So you have to have great, you know, video uh, content. You have to have great people to answer the phones. And then, you know, obviously, when you bring in people, if, if the uh, the outcome is lousy, it doesn't. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a, a washout. You know, you have to have you know top to bottom, you know, great people in your organization. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly right. It's all got to tie together, right? You can drive as many calls as you want, but if you don't have a good call center, you don't have good staff in there, it's going to fall apart. You know, if they get good admissions, but your clinical staff is not on point, you're going to have AMAs, you know, all over the place and no referrals. So it is all a circle. So you're going to do this TV show. We'll kind of jump back to that a bit. Um, And, you know, sometimes centers are trying to do TV ad campaigns and stuff, which is super expensive. But what do you think the ROI of this is, you know, whether it's being on a TV show or maybe getting on a local news channel for an interview or just regular TV ads? You know, what should centers be looking at? You know, that's a great question. And I I don't really know the the answer. What I what I can do, and it goes back to the, the whole circle. You know, when you are on, uh, when you do with like a good uh, PR campaign, and you're on, you know, the news, you don't really know the the exact, um, you know, success. But again, it's 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 in people's mind. So maybe they're not going to see it. You know, they're not going to accent. Uh, uh, excuse me, act on it right now. But Oh, you remember I saw that that uh, that uh, center on the news, and it's always on the news, or it's always in the paper, or it's always on, uh, you know, the, the digital um, newspaper, whatever. It you know it 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 all it, it doesn't uh, it's not a uh, bad thing, you know. And I don't I don't know what the uh, ROI is. 
but it's it, it's absolutely you need to be uh, you know have a um, online and TV uh, I guess component of your marketing uh, uh, you know pro, uh, plan. Well, I think you're hitting the you know exact nature of what's important here is you know when you're looking at any any field any industry addiction treatment or anything else there's only about 10% of the marketer the demographic that's ready to purchase at any given point and with an addiction treatment it's actually only about 4% that are actively searching for treatment at any given moment so you know I ran the numbers one time and there's like you know let's say there's 20 million people that are struggling with addiction in the U.S. well only 4% of those it comes down to something like 6,000 people a month or something are actively searching for treatment. Well, you know how many beds we have in the U.S., right? I mean, we have, I think it's over 100,000 beds, you know, 14,000 centers, average 50 beds apiece, you know. um, So you can't focus on those people as your strategy because there's not enough of them. There's this other 90% or 96% of the population that's not ready to purchase now, not ready to come into treatment now, that maybe a week from now, maybe two weeks, maybe six weeks. So let's say, for example, that they get on a show like yours. And so, you know, maybe you do get a, a bunch of calls or something like that from that, you know, whether it's from your show or a TV interview, but you've got to extend the life of that. So from a marketing perspective, you know, what would you recommend to people to make sure that they do continue to build that value and drive that interest, you know, with all these other people out there that are still thinking about it? Well, again, when, when we, you know, we, we don't, you know, we partner with uh, treatment centers. This is not like a um, ad buy. So, you know, w- you know, when when people co- call me, uh, one of my good friends, um, his friend had a uh, 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 issue with uh, alcohol, uh, alcohol, and I, you know, I thought about exactly which uh, center that I can refer him to. And again, when we when we go into a uh, a center and a, a a city, we get everybody involved. Whether whether it's the the advocates, whether it's uh, alumni, and it it really it's like almost like rebranding again your center. So you know when they have a an event in a city, whether it's you know addiction unplugged or not. You know, you really need to uh, stand out. And again, you know, once we, you know, for for uh, addiction unplugged, you know, once we run the, um, the the episode, you know, the the, uh, the the treatment center will have some uh, video. We're going to have huge on the internet, uh, digital. We're going to be huge on uh, social media. And um, so, you know, it, it's not a one one time and hopefully you'll get a lot of uh, clients. It's a continuous, um, you know, it, 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 it should be a continuous, um, I guess, uh, exploiting what you have right now. And uh, as far as, you know, TV uh, commercials, you know, I, I was very, uh, I don't know, I was uh, leery about going and buying these um, TV commercials. But I, I think if you have a, 
um, a solid marketing company like you, you know, some, someone else like you um, that you can trust. You know, I, I think, you know, it's it's absolutely worth, um, you know, s- seeing if that is a viable, uh, you know, campaign. And, you know, and, and you can't just do it one time. You have to try and try and try. And it's expensive. But again, it's a long term view and you have to uh, always uh, think about it like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for the confidence. But you're exactly right. You know, the reason you partner with for example, like a company like us or someone that knows the space is they can kind of leapfrog a lot of the mistakes that everyone else is going to make, right? Because you know the space, you know what works, you've seen the data. Um, so every center always has to tailor their approach and each audience is going to be a little bit different, but at least you don't need to make the same amount of expensive mistakes um, that you know someone that doesn't understand it is going to make. And like you said, you've got to use that content long-term. You don't want to say, okay, great, we were on a news interview or we're on, you know, this great addiction unplugged TV show um, and then just let it die after a week. You know, how can you extend the life of that? Can you get that onto your website? Can you continue promotional campaigns? Can you use it to maybe if I'm on the TV show, maybe I can use that to pitch the, the local news station. Right. And then have us do a follow up segment on it. So you always got to be thinking about what you can do to, you know, build the snowball is what I was saying. Absolutely. Actually, when we were, um, when we were uh, filming in Tampa with Riverside, um, they called all the local um, news uh, stations. And one of the uh, news reporters came out and filmed us filming um, at the uh, Riverside. Very smart. And it's really, it was great. We were at the hotel the next day and we saw the report. And as a result of that, a lot of people called me. Uh, they, you know, you know, uh, and a lot of people called uh, Riverside, and I, I made some really great. Uh, you know, uh, I met a lot of people through that in the industry. And uh, again, it, everything is long term. So you know, a lot of people that we were uh, hoping to uh, partner with, uh, you know, that they. You know, they don't. They didn't know whether they can do it, and and that's okay because it wasn't like okay. If you know, if you do it, great. If not, I don't want to uh, hear, hear from you. There's a lot of people in the industry that we didn't uh, partner with, but you know, I speak to, and in the end, we're all in the, this to help people, and uh, so. You know, there's a, a gentleman in uh, Boston that saw his, his girlfriend saw the news report and she put me in touch with him, uh, Pierce, in uh, in uh, Boston. And I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, it's just uh, building a network. And, you know, if I if I feel that someone needs help and Pierce is the, you know, the great, uh, you know, the, the best uh, fit, I'll re- refer him to, to uh, Pierce. And, you know, everybody, you know, should be in this to help, you know, everybody that is uh, suffering from addiction. And, you know, if you do the right thing, uh, 
great things to will will happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just like any business or any nonprofit, you know, if you do things right, if you build the quality, that's what really drives a business. And, you know, when you think of marketing and things like that, those are catalysts, right? They get people connected, but then you've got to deliver. And if you can deliver, you'll grow. Absolutely. Well, any final thoughts on this? I know we've covered a lot of ground here, but anything else that you want to add for listeners out there? Again, it, you know, it's... Um you have to have a, a long-term perspective, do the right thing. Um, make sure your, your staff is rowing in the, the right direction with everybody else. Uh, really um, brand yourself every, every day, do whatever you have to do to brand your, your name and, you know, be, you know, at least in your set, uh, city, be the, the you know the go-to and you know get involved and get you know involved in the uh in the community whether it's for addiction or just giving back community service and you know this uh, epidemic is uh you know it's all over the place so you you don't have to uh market to uh addiction and recovery if you're um, in the uh, community in general, people will find you because when they have a uh, when they have an issue, they're going to you know call you if you're the go to uh, center in this in the, uh, the region or the city. That's great advice. I completely agree. You know, you, you hit everything right on the head there. So if anyone's interested in learning more about what you're doing or if they, you know, looking for partnership opportunities in the future, that kind of thing, how would they get in touch with you? Sure. Um, my uh, website is addictionunplug.com. And you can, uh, reach, you know, reach me with um, email, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Goffman, G-O-F-F-M-A-N, at msn.com. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was fantastic. Thank you, and, and I appreciate uh, you know, the support. You're welcome. And as always, listeners out there, this is the Recovery Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Jaworski. Uh, this Recovery Executive Podcast is brought to you by Circle Social Inc., experts in strategic marketing and growth for treatment centers. If you want to find out more about them, go to www.circlesocialinc.com. Thank you.